reborn out of disaster, four survivors rose again to form a legion of the world's strangest heroes. Da-da-da-doom patrol! Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to the Doom Patrol podcast. I'm your host, Scott Coles, and with me, as always, is Murray Fox, and we are looking at Doom Patrol number 107 from 1966, I think. Yep. 1966. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I am eating marshmallow bananas. All right. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we have the Google Checks up top. Yes. My particular copy has another one of those weird wormholes I was talking about earlier. <laughs> awesome. In a previous episode. You. It's weird. It's right in the corner. Huh. Is that where the other one was too? Yeah. Huh. Clearly someone was hanging their comics. Maybe. Hanging That's... them in the shower or something. <laughs> I don't know why, because it's like really close. This on this issue, it goes right through the corner, so it wouldn't hang. Uh, that's weird. It must mean something. Oh, Either that, or there's like a mad hole clipper. <laughs> Who knows? So this one we've got some sort of weird. I don't know what this dude is. He's a weird voodoo guy. Yeah, it's almost like an African mask, except it's colorful. Or he's an alien. Uh, he's got a big tube with Beast Boy in it and a, on a chain. <laughs> and everybody's trying to get Beast Boy back, I guess. Yes, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want the little guy back? <laughs> it started as a local rumble, but soon the whole world would be hurled into the war over Beast Boy. A rumble. <laughs> rumble. Alrighty. So we open up the splash page. A giant robot is rampaging through the city. Exactly. That's what they do. He is Ultimax. <laughs> he was designed by man to serve him, but I am stronger than a human legion with the power of all knowledge locked within my computers. You shall be the servants and I, Ultimax the master. All right. So we have old Premiani art. Nice, nice. Uh-huh. Break, of course, on the words. You betcha. And this robot is just squashing everything. Yep. The <laughs> cops are trying to shoot him. Of course, it's not doing anything. Look at that splash page. It's almost like that uh, terrified guy's getting ready to just chomp down on that. Yeah, on the back of her neck. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're both zombies and they're running at us, the reader. Just she's got her mouth wide open, too. Yes. They're taking advantage of the uh, the chaos, the robot chaos yeah. there, and they're uh, spreading their own little chaos as they chow down. <laughs> so the policeman's up on top of the building, I guess, and he decides that uh, since bullets aren't hurting him, they they're just going to drop this big statue on him. Right he on. He gets a couple, couple days to help him push the statue over, I guess. <laughs> And as it falls down, the robot's like, ah, whatever. And he shoots it with his eye beams and it disappears. Gone. Just like that. And we pull back and it turns out this is just a movie that uh, 
we're watching on the Chiefs' super, you know, super uh, surveillance cam. <laughs> That's right. That is right. His uh, great big oh, what film? It's like a film strip. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, is film projector. Yeah. A film projector. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they're going, oh, I don't know if we can beat this guy. And she says, of course, he has an Achilles heel, or rather, brain. <laughs> no matter how large, today's computer can only act at human command. Therefore, someone directs Ultimax by radio. This device can block those signals. Radio, again. <laughs> uh, radio. Is there nothing it can't do? Apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, at uh, Moneybags' house... <laughs> He's uh, yelling at a private detective he hired to find out more about Gultry. He wanted proof that would stand up in court. But uh, everyone's too scared to talk because he's got that uh, backing from those mobsters or whatever, I guess. Yes. He's got mm. those powerful friends while he steals Beast Boy's money. That's right. So they, uh, Mento and Rita have decided they're going to find out no matter what. Right. Meanwhile, Galtry's phone is the hottest line in town. <laughs> you betcha. So basically, he's got uh, he's somehow got the dirt on a whole bunch of people around the world. That's right. He's blackmailing everyone <laughs> from Japan to England to France. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, I won't say anything, but someday, someday, Galtry, you'll get yours, buddy. Mm-hmm. How he how he came up on this information, I'm not sure. I guess it must be the bad guys that are with him. I guess. We cut to the Wild West. <laughs> oh, it's the TV show. Yeah. Uh, one cowboy comes in, and he's like... The other guy, cowboy's like, Tell me you're the fastest gun west of Dodge City, Murdoch. Prove it. That's right, Hogan. I don't need to throw lead at you. Just I'm ironing my knuckles. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Meanwhile, inside the uh, TV studio, the <laughs> Ultimax is climbing up the wall like Donkey Kong. All right. And uh, he smashes himself in. I don't know. He just wants to steal the camera, or he wants to be on TV. What's going on? <laughs> I think they just wanted, yeah. They just I'm wanted. I'm not gonna fight about it. Yeah. <laughs> you and me both. It's uglier than my agent and stronger than my wife. <laughs> but I'm pumped. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, and Ultimax goes on TV and tells everybody how awesome he is and how much they suck. The day of the living computers has begun. And in swings Cliff. He's got the little radio blockage box. <laughs> and uh, he's not really affected by it, is it? Uh, I don't know, maybe he's uh, dazed, but then he grabs the box and smashes it. Yeah, I think so. So clearly it wasn't doing a very good job. No. Well, it's just a tiny little radio blocker. You need, like, yeah. when you're taking on a robot that's, you know, super sized, that's yeah. right, you need more than a little Rubik's Cube box there to, uh, to take them down. I would think so. So, of course, well, Cliff goes to plan B, hit it with his face. <laughs> <laughs> and Ultimax can take it. He grabs it, grabs Cliff and just starts throwing, throws him away. Clang. 
So since it works so well for Robot Man, uh, Negative Man shoots out and goes to headbutt him. He also does the headbutt, that's right. <laughs> Apparently it works a little bit better. He's got uh, Ultimax on the ropes. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, back at Dayton Manor, uh, Rita's taken off. She's like, hey, I gotta go. There's a big fight going on. <laughs> and they didn't invite me, man. Yeah. That's not He's cool. like, you probably should stay away from the Doom Patrol except in extreme emergencies. She's like, look at those guys. They're getting their asses kicked. <laughs> That's right. This is an emergency. Burr. So she uh, zips up to giant size so she can get there faster. <laughs> Starts running along the bridges and the apartment buildings. Clompity clomp. Yeah, all those people on that bridge are getting a good view. <laughs> all right. I hope that's. I hope those are squirts. Were squirts invented in the sixties? I don't know. I don't know. You're gonna do some research. Get on your kids. Figure it out. Uh, Ulti Max, of course, is having none of Negative Man's shenanigans. He just coats him with liquid lead because everyone has it. It's just hanging <laughs> around. It was plentiful in the sixties. Yeah, for sure. Well, they were. Yeah, they were painting everything with it and stuff. That's right. That's why we don't have any lead now. They've used up all the precious resources. That's right. <laughs> so Negative Man's down. And uh, Rita grows up and she reaches inside the studio through the wind, the hole in the wall where the <laughs> robot came through. Yes. Grabs the giant computer. Mm-hmm. And she says, here's what you do. Bear a television cable at both ends. Put one end in Larry's hand. And then clear a patch of metal from Negative Man and attach the other to that. Yeah, this way, this uh, way, so. Larry will be saved because he's he's Negative Manless right now. That's right. Luckily, they managed to scrape off a little bit of the lead, and Negative Man shoots through and back into Larry. That's right. DTs averted. No <laughs> problem. Meanwhile, Rita grows up really huge, bigger than <laughs> Ultimax. Hmm. She just starts giving it a shake. Mm-hmm. She picks him up like she's going to do a pile driver or something. Uh-huh. But Ultimax is ready for everything. Yeah, He's, he's got gas. <laughs> Some sort of green noxious gas, and she's, he sprays her in the face, and she shrinks. Oh, she shrinks against her will. Yeah. It's some sort of shrinking gas. And she shrinks and shrinks and shrinks and shrinks, and so small, Cliff grabs her, and then... She seems to wink out of existence. She's gone. Gone, gone, gone. Oh, oh. <laughs> This is the beginning of the wildest yarn of all. This is, and I guess that ends part one. Yes. <laughs> we get a little ad for Jerry Lewis. Oh, yeah. Yes. Jerry Lewis joining up with Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, we are in the height of the... Uh, TV show era here. Oh, yes. (laughs) Awesome. We've got a nice PSA about free education. Excellent. Stay in school, kids. It's free. That's right. Otherwise, you will be stuck working in the grocery store. Or a factory. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Justice League of America number 49 on sale at this time. Yes. Crazy. What else? Teen Titans number six. Uh, With Beast Boy. He's all over the place this time. Everyone wants the Beast Boy. (laughs) Sure, eh? 
Superman 191. What's that one? <laughs> Ooh, Wonder Woman's fighting Egg Foo. Ah, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. All righty. Who's not for Plastic Man? Oh, yeah. Crazy. Okay, so we return to the story. Hmm. Am I missing a page? Hmm. No, I don't think so. It just jumps right in there. It does with Cliff or uh, with the Chief pounding his fist. Yep. Okay. That's it. I know it's. Uh, well, usually they're like, "Oh, now part two. Yes, this. this Cliff says something else stupid. <laughs> no, now they're just diving right in. Okay. So the Chief's blaming himself for what happened. He should have taken more precautions. He was so confident that Ultimax was radio controlled. He's like, "Whatever. Where's Rita? We gotta find her." Like, is she gone forever? He's like, no, not reduced infinitely, but not destroyed. If her atoms were obliterated, there would have been an explosion greater than an H-bomb. She's alive, all right, but the question is where? Somewhere in the skin of her, on the metal of his finger. That's right. Teeny, tiny. Sorry? Yeah, teeny, tiny little world there. Mm-hmm. We have the narrator saying, look closely at Cliff's first finger, left hand. Now closer. At a single metal atom within that finger. Closer still, at the nucleus, the miniature world of that atom. And on this miniature world, there's a bunch of blue dudes. <laughs> blue dudes with uh, skullets. Yeah, <laughs> totally. That's what they cut. It's just the hair around the sides, bald on top, the long hair, like, like Hulk Hogan. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And they've captured Rita. Yes. You are in the land of Zaraka. You have been sent here for being a spy for the Mowgli's. This, for this, you will die. <laughs> She's, of course, like, I have no idea who you are. I have no idea who those dudes are. What's going on? And he's like, ha, you never heard of the world of 26 sons or Toximo, the one-eyed king? She's like, whatever, I'm out of here. <laughs> she goes to walk away, but he zaps with a little laser beam stick. Yeah. It's in the old hot <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the lab, uh, the chief basically just pulled Cliff's hand off, and he's <laughs> studying it with a bunch of laser scopes and stuff to try and find, uh, try to find her. So uh, he's trying to figure out how to reverse the shrinking process. That means he has to find Ultimax and learn the formula for that gas. He's like, okay, but give me another hand. <laughs> if I cream Ultimax with that one, I'm able to squash Rita. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, at the home of uh, Galtry and Gar, Logan, uh, he's having a, Gar's having a snack and Galtry's yelling at him. <laughs> that's what he does. Yeah, look at that Gar. He's a real rebel. He's yeah. got a bottle of nope. milk. <laughs> bottle, bottle of milk and a hoagie. And slippers. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, shut up, you, get to bed. And then I phone, the phone rings. This is it, the most important call of all. If he turns me down, I'm through. Finished. Dead. Moments later, in Switzerland, ooh, one of the financial centers of the world. Uh-huh. Let me speak with your president. You realize, sir, that the board recently elected a new president. I read the newspaper, stupid girl, and that connect me with him. 
<laughs> this guy doesn't sound special at all. No. This, yes, this is Abu Halam. <laughs> My name is Galtry, sir. One of your older investors. I'm about to ask a favor which you must grant. <laughs> and it's like, shut, the, shut your mouth. <laughs> Abu Halam must do nothing. Tell me what your troubles are, paltry. He says, it concerns Steve Dayton, the one called Mento. His wealth is known to you. He wants to ruin me, but he needs your help. And Abu is like, stop worrying, Mr. Galtry. I will not cooperate with this man. Your secrets are safe with me. And we pull back, and <laughs> it's the dude from the cover with his witch doctor face and robes and a cape and all that stuff. Uh -huh. And he says, ha, he is leading Mento right into my trap. And Galtry thinks I'm doing him a favor. Da ha 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 ha. And meanwhile, back at the uh, ranch, Chief has re somehow recreated a diagram of Ultimax. Yeah, that's pretty uh, pretty detailed. From so somehow he knows that there's not enough room inside Ultimax for even a newborn infant. <laughs> so there's nobody inside controlling it, and no one seems to be controlling it from outside. So the Chief is he's stumped. He doesn't know what's going on. It's not getting radio commands. It's not being controlled inside. It is a mystery. What the diddly? Uh, let's see. We cut to the subatomic world, and Rita is like, hey, I'm not a spy for the Mowgli's, whoever they are. I don't know what I'm doing in this creepy place. <laughs> He's like, whatever. I'll have to call upon my advisor to deal with you. What say you watch otherwise? And he's like, Death, King Dax. Only death can repay her for plotting against our noble land. Yay! Everybody likes death sentences. That's right. Death, death, death. He's like, ah, I didn't want to kill you, but my people have spoken, so I guess you're out of luck, lady. <laughs> Catch you later. Uh, back at the Dalt or, uh, Dayton estate. Uh, I guess his bankers have been trying to find some information, and uh, no one's giving up the giving up the stuff. Uh huh. It's like, all right, well that's the way we're gonna play. I'll smash them. I'll bring those banks down around their ears. Whoa. <laughs> and, and then Bill Gates. Yeah, yeah. And then that's when he realizes that Rita hasn't been there all night. <laughs> He's like, what? I have to go see the chief. And he does. The next panel, he's all dressed in his outfit, and he's got the chief by his shoulders, and he's shaking him like a dog. Yeah. Perhaps if they weren't sleeping in separate beds, he would have noticed sooner that uh, <laughs> that Rita is not in his home there. Well, some people just don't sleep well with others. That's, you know, it's a guess thing. so, man. One of them is just restless. Mm-hmm. A wiggler. <laughs> I, I, I'm one of those people, actually. <laughs> I, I tend to thrash in my sleep. My mom says I had demons in me. <laughs> that does not surprise me at all. <laughs> uh, so she's like, hey, relax, dude. We're, we got a plan. We're working it out. And sure. at the shipyard, for some reason, Cliff's carrying a giant, giant anchor like uh, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus carrying a crucifix. Crucifix? Yeah, you you know. It's late. <laughs> like you feel like wearing a giant cross around your neck. We call it a cross effects. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, and there's Ultimax. He's hanging out at the shipyards. Oh, uh, ouch. Trying to pick up sailors or something. And Cliff <laughs> swings the anchor at him and gets him right where his balls would be if he you know, was, yeah, not, was not a robot. That's right. That's going to make <laughs> it difficult to pick up a sailor, let me tell you. <laughs> I guess. He's like, erg. You feeble humans, I'll deal with you as befits your puny nature. I'll squash you both like a pair of ants. He picks up a boat and he's going to smash him with it. Luckily, uh, Cliff swings down on a hook, a hook chain, and grabs Larry before he gets squished. <laughs> so he sends a native man to uh, headbutt the robot again, because that's what you do. And it worked so well the first time. Yeah, well, yeah. they get him down, and then Cliff does a double axe handle to his neck, and pot looks like he's going to pop his head right off. <laughs> All right. Oh, he's pulling out some cables in his neck, figuring he's going to paralyze him. And uh, meanwhile, he's got the gas claw. Larry's got the gas claw, and he's taking samples in a big bag. Ooh, it was all a plan, man. Oh, and his <laughs> but Ultimax gets control of his other arm and grabs Cliff. <laughs> he's like, "Take off!" <laughs> Take off, eh? That's right. Oh, it is useless to flee, little man. He grabs both of them. That's some robot man. He's been decapitated just about, and he's still. Uh... Yeah, he takes a lick and keeps on ticking. <laughs> uh, I guess they're out of luck, but luckily, doo -doo 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 -doo, here's Mento. He's got his helmet and he's going. <laughs> he's trying to uh, vibrate the claws so that they'll let go of Cliff and Larry, and eventually they do after rattling their teeth. That's right. And they start running away. Ultimax is trying to get away, but uh, they're trying to stop him. But Mento says, hey, forget it. We'll catch him, catch him later. we got to get the sample back to the chief. <laughs> and Larry says, I hate to admit it, but Pothead here is right. <laughs> Pothead? How does he know? Whoa. That's quite the, breath, the accusation man. there, Larry. <laughs> uh, so we cut back to Abu Halam's international market. <laughs> Dayton is putting a magnificent squeeze on Takashu, Brisbane, and Lefebvre. But I'm pouring money behind them as fast as he is draining them. <laughs> Finally, he will see that, what, that he must deal with Abu Halam. And then, when we're face to face, he will learn my fantastic secret. Ha ha ha! Look at the teeth on that dude. He's, uh, he's ready for some action of some sort. You betcha. So, uh, the only way to get the antidote to Rita is for you to go into that world with her. So, I guess Mento's in, he's in the thing, and they're dosing him with the gas. He's going to get shrunk down and go into Cliff's finger and find her. <laughs> he's going to find the exact molecule that she uh, shrunk Yeah, just down. by luck, I guess. <laughs> well, they're attracted to, with radiation, I think. I see. Radio radiation, I'm sure. <laughs> Radioactive radiation. <laughs> And uh, so, meanwhile, in the subatomic world, Rita's in jail, and the king comes down. He's like, are you the executioner, too? And he says, never. I would not harm you for the world, beautiful stranger. I've come to save you, if you'll be my queen. That's right. Bum, bum, bum. Wow. Oh, yeah. and that's it for this issue. <laughs> that is. Oh, that sucks, dude. <laughs> It's that a cliffhanger, cliffhanger, 
Ooh, ooh, ooh. Did we promise you a doozy? <laughs> yes, you did. Well, you might get it next issue. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> uh, but not the end of the book. We have in the second installment of The Private World of Negative Man. Yes. So we've seen that uh, he was an air, air pilot, dosed with radiation, and uh, the chief came up with some special bandages he can wear so that he doesn't irradiate his parents and his friends and loved ones. That's right. So here he is. He's uh, living with, with mom. His, his mom, yeah. He's all wrapped up like a mummy. <laughs> having She's, their tea. She, what's that? Yeah, having, having their, their tea, tea. and yeah, yeah. <laughs> And she's like, hey, you can't live among normal people anymore. Just stay here with me. Your father's pension in this house will support us. He's like, don't worry, Mom. I can make it. I've had three job offers already, including one from my old boss, Mr. Glenn. You'll see. Everything will work out fine. Of course it will. <laughs> the first offer was from Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew? Oh. Uh, he comes in. It's all sort of gothic and there's candles and mirrors and stuff. <laughs> and on the mirror comes this creepy face dude. He looks like he's got a skull face, kind of like Larry's actually. Oh. He says, I am Dr. Drew. Welcome, Larry Trainer. I will join you in one moment. <laughs> he's like, all right, bud, whatever. Uh, he comes down and he says, I possess one of the finest private research laboratories in the world. If my scientific genius were combined with your strange power. He's like, hold it, Doc. I'm not against a partnership, even with a guy who dresses like Count Dracula. But <laughs> I'm not about out to exploit my strange power. I'm going to lead a normal life using normal human talents. Thanks. See you later. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. why you're not going to work with the mad scientist, because you don't want to exploit your power. The fact that he's uh, a wackadoo. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So be it, Mr. Trainer. You have much to learn about how the world treats those who are different. When you have been crushed enough, you'll be back. Ooh, snap. Uh-huh. And we know who's doing the crushing. So he goes to the Dusante Medical Foundation. We're willing to offer you a three-year contract at 20000 per year, plus a private apartment here in, at the foundation. 20000 I guess that was a lot in the 60s. I guess so. It sounds very attractive, gentlemen, but you left out one thing. What do I do for you? <laughs> we want a chance to study this strange radioactive condition of yours. So I'm going to be your guinea pig, and that, my, that department's to be my cage? No thanks, gentlemen. Deal's off. So he goes to the final call. He goes back to his old boss, I guess. He's like, nothing's changed, Larry. You're still an ace test pilot, and the job is still yours. He's like, yeah, that's what I wanted to hear. That's right. Get back in the planes and fly. But, dun, 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 the mechanic says, sorry, Mr. Glenn, my men won't service any plane that Larry, uh, Mr. Trainer, is going to fly. What's that Mr. Trainer stuff, Joe? It's me, your pal Larry. I'm the same guy. These bandages will protect you from me. Uh, I'm sorry, Larry. They just won't listen to reason. And if the men won't work with you, I have no choice. The company's voted you a special pension, and no thanks, no pensions, no handouts, no tin cups. 
God, he's stupid. I know. Take the money, man. They're going to pay you for not going to work? Oh, man. Come yeah. on. Jump on that. <laughs> I'm not seeing the problem here. <laughs> uh, uh, so he ends up going back to his mom's house, and she's like, <laughs> oh, bunch of furniture out in the, out in the, in the front walkway. New tenant moving in? No, an old one is moving out. But that happens all the time. It's nothing, dear. I guess she runs a boarding house of some sort. Of thing. Yes. Uh, oh, and they're leaving because they they think that everything is in the house is full of the poison from Larry's radiation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh dear. So if he stays there, his mom will go bankrupt because no one will want to stay there anymore. So I guess he goes to uh, he goes back to Doctor Drew. Doctor Drew's like, ha ha! I told you so. <laughs> All right, let's learn more about your radio powers. But first, you must let me show you something. He takes him to a couple of big, cute Tesla electrodes. Is it light? Not quite. Watch as I toss this metal ashtray at it. He throws it in. It's like, like it's caught on barbed wire. Barbed wire fence of pure energy, but keep watching, and it melts. Blippity blip blip. It's totally indestructible, except for maybe your own power. And that's what we must test. You want me to throw Negative Man into that transparent toaster? Look, I only know one thing about Negative Man. When he gets hurt, I feel it. For some reason, he says it's important to all mankind. Yeah. <laughs> it's important that all mankind knows what hurts you. <laughs> yeah. He says, look, here's a model of the Earth. I mounted a string of transmitters. They're encasing the globe in a blanket of energy. I'll drop some simulated flying saucers on the screen and lo, complete protection for the world from possible space invasion. <laughs> He's afraid of being probed, I guess. <laughs> well, understandably so. <laughs> I guess so. So he says, all right, I'll give it a try. And he shoots Negative Man in there and, oh no, Negative Man turns into chunkies. Ugh! <laughs> Uh, painful seconds later, when Negative Man is returned to Larry, Larry's body, he's like, oh, I can't do it a second time. Says, we must be certain that the screen is impenetrable. <laughs> well, okay, just once more. That's all. <laughs> That's all it took. He's a, he's a soft touch, that Larry. I guess, yeah. But this time, Negative Man goes right through. Hmm. He says, suppose an alien invaders commanded such energy. They'd crack the screen wide open. I'm going for a walk to think. Larry's going to rest because he's very tired from his ordeal. That's right. It's been a stressful day. So uh, while he's uh, getting his doze on, he happens to notice the uh, good doctor's notebooks. <laughs> he's reading through, he's like, uh-oh. I know enough math and physics to realize what Dr. Death really plans, and it's bad. He come, but that's when, of course, Dr. Drew comes back and says, I'm sorry you read those, Mr. Trainer. It's true, the energy screen is not for resisting invaders, but for strangling the Earth itself. <laughs> wow. Ouch. First, at 100 miles up, it will destroy orbiting missiles. At a touch of my finger, it'll lower down to five miles, melting jet airplanes. Then I'll lower it to ground level and eventually crush the Earth in a giant nutcracker, unless they listen to reason. 
<laughs> right. This guy's going to tell us what we need to know, apparently. Uh, oh, wow. This button will send a signal through a cable circling the world, activating four transmitters in deserted areas, any one of which can create the screen. He's like, whatever, I'm going to punch you out, buddy. Oh, <laughs> but Dr. Death pushes a button and a trapdoor opens and he falls in. Down he goes. Like he always does. So you're locked up and your radioactive energy friend is too. It's a solid lead room. So Larry's figuring, well, statistically, there must be a flaw in all this lead cheating. Native man will find it. <laughs> he sends him around. And of course he does find it. And he shoots out of the floor. But it's too late. I've already started the signal around the world. So that's your plan, to trace the cable to each transmitter and destroy them. But the signal is far ahead of you, and I have a jolly little flaw, a jolly little plan of my own. So he adjusts a dial or something, and... Uh, if you enter the cable itself, and sooner or later you must, I just sent 100,000 volts to the line to overtake and tear you apart. Ouch. No. That's not good. So, air offers less resistance than a copper cable, so negative man's gaining on the signal. He's over Canada now. I see him in my mind's eye. <laughs> oh, Canada. All right. That probably looks like Newfoundland. Right oh, on. it's the Arctic Circle. It's up, way up north. Yeah, we've moved beyond Canada now. We're like... Yeah. And then goes to the Russian steppes. And destroys that one, too. He shoots into the wire again and goes down, and the, the electricity is chasing him. He gets to Central Africa and blows one up. Well, those are some surprise Zulus. <laughs> and seconds later, over the Arizona desert, time's running out, power buddy. Well, we've got a break in this flat country you can see for 100 miles if you're high enough. Fly up, spot the transmitter, and hit it directly without following the cable. So he does, he goes up. And the signal, there's a little box saying, the signal is here. <laughs> this is where it is. There, yep. So Native Man goes in, boom, blows up the transmitter. No more transmitters for you. And he shoots back into Larry's body, and Larry climbs out of the hole in the floor and says, hey, you suck. <laughs> and dude's like, oh, you fool, we could have been partners, but yet you fight me. One day you'll join me. He's like, whatever. I don't like your interior decorator, your tailor, or you. Don't worry about me, Dr. Death. I'll find a place for myself. So I guess he just walks away. He doesn't, you know, try to arrest him or anything. No. No. Well, he's not a hero yet. He's just, you know. He's just a dude. Yes. So we get so the Spider-Man panel. Him walking yep. away. All dejected and gloomy. <laughs> That's right. Oh, uh, yeah. We got a couple uh, letters about the marriage of Mento and Rita. That's right. Uh, people seem to be... Well, let's see. The first guy from Canada says it's cool. Uh -huh. The second guy, uh, the second, the lady from uh, New Jersey says, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, it's a mixed bag, I guess. That is right. Some love it. Some mm -hmm. hate it. But it's where the story is, man. That's right. It's where the conflict is coming from. Right on. Oh. So there you have it. 
two parts of a story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I guess I had to keep you coming back. Yeah? That is right. Oh, so, no. yes. I don't know. Someone Maybe. even wants a beast girl here, too. They're asking for yeah. a beast boy, a uh, beast girl. Wow. They were in the middle of that whole equal rights thing back in the 60s. That's right. Chicks <laughs> want the same things that guys got. That's right. What are you going to do? So next week, we'll either tackle the next part of this or we'll go back to Morrison and make you wait another week. That's right. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Depends on how diabolical we're feeling, I suppose. That is totally it. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. In the meantime, you can get a hold of us. You can send us an email to our email address, which is doompodtroll at gmail.com. Or you can head on over to our website, which is just plain old doompodtroll.com. And comment on any one of the threads over there. We've got all the yes. episodes up, but they're just ready for commenting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All righty. Get your comment satisfaction. Absolutely. <laughs> we will see you all next week. All right. Bye-bye.